Hi, everybody, and welcome to Conversations with Carol Kane. I am your host, Carol Kane, and today we want to tell you all about the really great programming, the primetime programming we have on CW18, and it's really fun for me because <laughs> I have a co-worker here, and this is so his wheelhouse. I asked Brian to kind of take a part of this, and Brian Gendy is my co-worker, and he really knows all about the primetime programming here on CW18, and... Um, I mean, actually, you've got stuff coming up where you're going to be going and trying to interview some of these guys and some of our primetime people. So let's just, I mean, just broad question across the board. Like, what's your favorite show? Do you have one? Monday through Friday, we have a lot of really fun stuff. Is there one in particular? I was just, I'll give you an example. I was just talking to somebody the other day who, um, my girlfriend's daughter, and I said something about Riverdale. She goes, oh my, I love Riverdale. And then I said something about the 100. She goes, I love the 100. And I mean, when you really look at our stuff and the ratings and Rotten Tomatoes and all that kind of stuff, it's very highly rated and very popular, right? I mean... Definitely. I You know, I, a lot of our shows... You know, compared to a lot of the um, the other broadcast networks and everything, the CW is always kind of like the little brother in a way, uh, seen by many people. But um, CW primetime has some of the most intriguing shows that are probably on television today. Um, and there are a lot of people that uh, really connect with it on different levels. Sure, and um, they're kind of known as a network, um, as work a, a great place to allow storytellers to just kind of play. Right. And they give them a lot of creative freedoms. And uh, our shows have just really kind of been interwoven with the pop culture zeitgeist these days. It's everywhere. You know what? I remember when I first started working here and I was just kind of like interested in figuring out the whole lay of the land, if you will. And I went on, I was looking up some of the shows and Arrow, Arrow in its time slot, it just outperforms everybody. I mean, it, and then I, once again, I was at workout with a girlfriend of mine. She goes, oh. Errol, yum. <laughs> Stephen Amell has many lady fans, I believe. But I mean, you know, I mean, if you had, could you pick one that is your favorite or because I, I know that this is really close to your heart. Yeah. You really like this stuff. It's it's kind of like uh, asking to pick a favorite child. Honestly. OK. Um, you know, I've overall, I would lump them together and say the superhero group, the Arrowverse. Um, and Black Lightning can come play with that too, even though they're not officially in the greater Arrowverse just yet, yeah. if that ever happens. But um, but the, the DC t TV shows that we carry are totally my jam uh, in my wheelhouse. But um, I watch the pretty much all of them, um, essentially. There's a couple that kind of uh, fall off my radar, um, but overall, I, I really do enjoy all the different flavors right. that they're offering. Well, why don't we talk about like Monday through Friday or Sunday, actually, yeah. you know, let's, let's talk about what the primetime programming is so we can kind of focus each day. So that people understand what's playing each day. Well, that's one of the, the most exciting parts of coming into this season was that, um, CW took back Sunday nights, right? Um, it's girls night, right? Basically it's girls, girls who pack a powerful punch, um, every Sunday night. And it, it's a lot of fun to see that and um, extend the week out because you have six nights of programming instead of just the five um, that we're accustomed to. Really, it's it speaks, it's a testament to the fact that they have so many shows to pack into the limited time slots right. that they have. Right, right. 
Um, so it was it was a it was a great time to really branch out. Um, and another cool thing that we're kind of seeing is that instead of in the early days of the network, and I've been here since we started. Um, the summers used to just, they'd flip off the lights, basically. You'd get maybe a reality show that would come out, um, but it was all repeats. And they're really priding themselves on ordering more and more product uh-huh. and having more shows and options for people to watch year-round. So that's really neat to see for us, especially, you know, sure. promoting it. So Well, okay, so Sunday we have um, Supergirl. So the programming is what? You just tick them Sup- off. Supergirl followed by Charmed. Um, okay. So... That's Sunday nights. That's a Charmed um, reboot. It's not the old Charmed. That's right. Okay. Um, it's a, a, a reimagining of what people have kind of come to know and love. Um, there is, if I'm being completely honest, um, you know, there's there's been some debate within the community because the original stars from Charmed, which is beloved um, and still in repeats out there in TV mm-hmm. land, um, the original stars aren't involved, at least to this point. There hasn't been really any talk of them coming in. Um, but so there's kind of been some some interesting dynamics f- yeah, going on there uh, yeah, yeah. Um, with not full support because they weren't really asked. And they kind of, instead of doing, some people thought maybe it should be their kids or something like that. But this is just a new take. Instead of the Hollowell sisters, we had the Vera sisters. Um, and uh, But I, th- I think it's winning some people over as time goes on. Well, I... Th- I get a kick out of it. I do. I mean, Supergirl is Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, that that's at face value. You know exactly what you're getting. Charmed is a completely different thing. And, like, I, I watched the original, but I do like this interesting take on it. It's just kind of different and... Um, I'm not at all offended by new people coming in. (laughs) Right. Right. It happens. Well, I think it's staying very true to the kind of heart and soul of what people come to expect from that, which is a very powerful sisterly bond. Um, You've got demons. You've got creature of the week kind of storylines going on. And actually leading into season two, they're switching up showrunners, and they've kind of made a declaration that they're going to focus a little more um, into the supernatural element of okay. it, um, instead of you know as much of the family mythos that's going on. So they really want to kind of explore more of the the creature element and who they're all fighting and stuff like that. It's going to be a major focus moving forward. Okay, all right. So that's Sunday night. Then when we move on to Monday, what are we looking at on Monday? Well, before we move on from Sunday, I do have to say, okay, uh, you give it well, to me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows me, and it's embarrassing to admit, Supergirl's my bae. Melissa Benoist is, like, amazing. Um, so it's been so much fun. Can't go uh, move on from Supergirl without mentioning the addition of John Cryer, um, which a lot of people, you know, pretty in pink, all that history. Um, but obviously Two and a Half Men. Sure. Um, one of our other shows here within our building. Um, he uh, was brought in as Lex Luthor. And I mean, that's like the top that's a really cool villain. Call. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I had my doubts kind of coming in. It's like, this is interesting or what are they going to do? Because um, you're so used to his other characters and kind of picturing, you know, Alan from Two and a Half Men um, fighting these, you know, super sure, Kryptonians. Sure. But not the case. Um, he is he has put a great spin on it. And he's really kind of these last few episodes with him featured have really kind of reinvigorated the show on the back half of the season. So it's, everything's kind of been tied together through him and um, he's tied to the whole red daughter storyline, which is a, um, a duplicate of, okay. of Kara Supergirl. 
and um, she landed in Kosnia. So it's kind of like, you know, the Russian version of her, um, a little more cold and calculated, and we'll see how this plays out um, as the season kind of wraps. But um, just have to give a shout-out to, uh, okay. to their work on that show, and John Cryer's been amazing so far. It's You know what, and in a, in a weird way... Um, when you start thinking, when you've got major stars like that that are really willing to sign on, and we've got major stars in our primetime stuff, it's like like what you said about being the little brother. All of a sudden, it's like this serious validation coming oh, out. Sure. You know what I mean? Coming out of the out of the uh, the Hollywood and New York area, and it's just like, hey, we really think this is a cool storyline. You yeah. know, I mean, well, right now, Jane the Virgin, one of those little shows that could it's entering its final season. Um, they've got Rosario Dawson on there right now. Uh, Brooke Shields has been out there coming out to play and is a recurring guest star. It's like you're not kind of accustomed to seeing right. some of those names. But I mean, you know, as some of these stars blow up and start to get out there, too. And, you know, I think a lot of people just want to go out there where good stories are. And that's, you know, the CW is definitely a home for that. Well, you said that. I mean, it's story. It's letting the people tell a story, which is interesting. And you know what? People like to get invested in shows. They do. Mm -hmm. They like to feel a part of it. And and because these shows are kind of intimate and you really feel like you're immersed in the storyline instead of just every half an hour you're watching somebody do, you know, some comedic sketch. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're over. It's like, oh, ha, 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 fine, whatever. You know, I yeah. mean, you like to really feel invested. I mean, I mean, look at some of the shows that are out there, I mean, that have really built a cult following. Mm -hmm. You know, you got Walking Dead on certain, I mean, people really just got invested in that. Yeah. And so that's why we love what we're doing here, because of the fact that people feel like they're a part of it. Well, and one of the things that you alluded to was uh, coming up, there's going to be, you know, it's convention season kind of in our area and down in uh, Chicago land there. So um, this weekend, actually, um, Creation Entertainment is bringing their Salute to Supernatural back to town. Um, so it's a ton of the cast comes out and it's Huge, all, long all just tied to that show. Right, <laughs> right. And see, that's another one. My girlfriend who likes Arrow, she was so committed to Supernatural. And that's yeah. one of the longest running shows on TV. Well, and one of the coolest things about Supernatural, and it is entering its final season, very sadly. I know a lot of people are bummed. I mean, 15 seasons of that show when it initially had a five-season arc um, set up by its creator, Eric Kripke. I mean, this thing just keeps going. It's the show that has nine lives. And it, it just kind of speaks to the power. I mean, at its core, that show is two brothers. Right. And they've driven that. You know, sadly, we've seen some co-stars that were beloved kind of come and go, and a lot of people have died in their wake. Um, but it always comes back to those two. Sure. And, you know, that that's to travel the world and have a convention tied directly to that show. And one of the cool things about it is the fan base um, known as the Supernatural Family Online. Um, there are just a lot of people who share this love and commitment to this program, but also have taken it to the next level where both stars are very active. Um, well, all the stars, really, from the show, you know, sure. the, um, not just the two, but... Um, Jared and Jensen are very heavily active. Uh, Misha Collins, um, who plays Castiel on there, um, they all have their different charities that they work with and everything. And the Supernatural family has just, I mean, they're helping fund project after cool. project and just 
kind of taking care of their own and others. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. And it's all because of a show about two brothers who hunt things that go bump in the night. I mean, that's kind (laughs) of crazy, but it's like, that's what makes me so passionate about the CW shows. Um, Because it's like you get into this stuff and there are others who, who can love it too. And that there's just this connection that you feel at these conventions when you go out and meet other fans. And we've, you know, had the pleasure of meeting some of the artists and everything, including, you know, our friend Chalk Girl, uh-huh. um, who's from the area. And it's like you just kind of share this connection based off of just similar interests. Sure. And, you know, you just kind of let to be be yourself and, you know, have fun debates and, you know, talks about the shows and the stars that you love. And it's and it can lead to so much more out there. Cool. Cool. My guest today is Brian Jendy. And we were talking about the great primetime lineup here on CW18. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with conversations with Carol Kane. Being blind, it's exhausting. I'm at the mercy of the world and I hate it. In the dark. Thursday at 8 on CW18. We left behind war-torn, desolate planet in search of a place to call home. After all this time, I never realized what he was. There's something my dad wanted me to know. This is the end of Noah's story. Not until I get some answers. Not until I know the truth. You need to listen, my love. Don't use that word. Roswell, New Mexico. Tuesday at 8 on CW18. If anything can change the way you see things, it's got to be Family Feud. How many of the Ten Commandments have you broken this month? Seven out of ten. What have you done? What three didn't she do? Catch the fun here on Family Feud. Watch Family Feud weeknights at 5 and 6 on CW18. Welcome back to Conversations with Carol Kane. We're talking about CW18, and we're talking about our primetime programming. And I'm with Brian Jenny, my co-worker, which is kind of fun. Um, <laughs> Brian and I, we always kind of kibitz back in the office, but now it's kind of fun to do this. So um, tell me about, so we've got Sunday, and we've talked a little bit about the fan base and Supernatural on the, the big convention coming up. Now, let's move on through the week and yep. kind of highlight some of the other shows that we've got, because yep. they're cool. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, we just, as we were just discussing, Supernatural's coming to end. Another one, a major uh, building block of the network is leaving next season. Um, Arrow will be uh, coming to a close, which is Okay, on way to nights. bum all the women out. Fine. I know. Fine. It's, <laughs> you know, honestly, what's part of it, it seems to be um, that, you know, Stephen Amell's kind of come out and said that when he started the show, his life is just so different now. You know, he has a young daughter that he's constantly tweeting about and posting great stuff, you know, about um, these actors kind of, you know, are ready to move on, I think, sure. in some That's respect natural, and take on the next challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I do have a hot take, though, because last weekend um, it was revealed that um, Emily Bett Ricards, who plays Felicity, smoke on the show, his wife, um, she's opting to leave the show um, heading into its final season. And it's just kind of like as a fan, it's really disappointing. And I'm sure a lot of people are sharing that frustration. Um, She's kind of a polarizing character in a way because a lot of there's, there's a big part of the fan base out there that, 
kind of takes offense because in the comics he ends up with Black Canary mm-hmm. instead of her, and they've kind of taken this was was supposed to be a one off character has become the female lead of the show. Okay, and you can tell the creators really. Um, you know, dug her character and gave her a lot to work with. And some people kind of don't care for that. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see because obviously there's some story to tell this season and they've been working with a future storyline and setting up their um, their daughter in the future. Um, Both their their kids, actually. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if the story kind of sets it up that way. And this announcement just kind of happen to come out but it seems like she's kind of taken everybody aback with this announcement so okay. you have 10 seas- 10 episodes left to go and she's in the leaving. run of your show okay it's odd to me as an act like that you'd be like ah, i'm done like just see out the final couple months of shooting please like ah so that that's a little bothersome to me honestly but um a lot of people are kind of speculating that you know, it's running into uh, next year's giant crossover, which already has been teased um, as the Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's a major uh, comic book storyline, um, which ends up merging what's known as the multiverse into one kind of set reality. So people are kind of thinking, is this going to happen? Are major characters going to die? Um, you know, with with it being 10 episodes, that's about running right into when the crossover would be airing. Sure. So. It's very kind of it, it kind of makes sense that if the Arrowverse does end up, you know, being altered for some way, that it's you know the kind of the granddaddy of them all that started it. That Arrow's going out on top um, when this is kind of occurring. So this will be really interesting and uh, okay. A lot of uh, be feeling all the feels <laughs> come <laughs> next season. I'm not gonna lie, um, but Mondays uh, Arrow is moving to its new time slot. Actually, it's bumping back to eight o'clock. Um, and, uh, original episodes return on the 15th. Um, DC's Legends of Tomorrow after hiatus is back and, uh, in original episodes right now. Okay. And that's kind of got the ragtag group. If you're not familiar, um, DC Legends of Tomorrow is a spinoff from Arrow. It's part of the Arrowverse as we know it. And it's got a bunch of the characters and some new ones, mm-hmm. um, that are all on the wave rider, which is this time ship that travels through space and time. Um, and this year they've been uh, dealing with magical creatures. So Const- John Constantine, who had his own series originally on NBC, it lasted one season. Um, they've actually taken over that character and brought him into the Arrowverse. So he's a fan favorite, and he's kind of the main storyline this year. Okay. Um, they're going to be fighting this demon named Neuron. So um, we'll see how this how this goes. But um, for those out there keeping tabs, uh, Arrow will be ending season seven, May 13th. Okay. And uh, May 20th is uh, DC Legends finale. So okay. um, keep an eye on those. All right. So now let's move on to Tuesday. Tuesday night, another, you guessed it, superhero. Um, but that's cool. I mean, that's our brand. Let's, yeah, uh, let's it totally put our, is. Let's wrap our arms around it and just hug it, give it a big old superhero hug. Well, and what's really cool is, yes, there's interconnection with them all, but they all have their different flavor. Arrow started out especially, it was very, um, it felt like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies where it was rough and tumble in the streets, let's do battle kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, then they introduced The Flash, which is Tuesday nights at 7 here. And it, that show... Um, shares just this pure joy that kind of come with the characters of Barry Allen and Supergirl. 
Um, they're both bright and bubbly and just kind of fun people. So it opens up to more humor. Um, Arrow, you're seeing him battle drug lords and stuff. You go to Tuesday nights and you see we just had an episode with uh, King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. You have a telepathic gorilla fighting <laughs> a man shark. Uh-huh. Like, what? what? <laughs> I, and I mean, you know, I'm biased, obviously, because I'm working here and I love the shows. But to see what they pulled off, it basically looked like, you know, essentially video game cutscenes level, you know, of animation and everything. And they had like a three minute battle when like, what are you kidding me? <laughs> like as a former fan of when Smallville back in the day on sure. CW, oh, God, yeah. like, you know, they're, they, they pulled off some amazing effects for when they were doing it, but it's like to see where they've gotten now and what they can do. Um, with these characters is just, I mean, mind blowing. I think Flash is fun because he's kind of like this nerdy, skinny kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he's been given this ability and it's kind of like, it's for me, it's not the hottie like arrow. It's just, it kind of gives every kind of skinny kid out there the, hey, you can do anything. Right. And I mean, that's, I think that's one of the messages is you can do anything. Well, and anybody who kind of questions um, the superhero craze that there is, whether it's these shows or the movies and theaters right now, I mean, that's, that's a big part of the dynamic is, you know, they're talking right now we've got um, like Shazam just came out yeah. in the theaters and mm-hmm. that's literally like big with Superman where, you know, it's a boy, it's a 14 year old who's a superhero. Um and just the joy with that. It's like people are looking for that kind of escape and that kind of feeling of power. You're seeing last year with um, Wonder Woman coming out. And they're talking about how women are finally seeing themselves represented. Arrow next uh, next Monday's return is going to be a Birds of Prey themed episode, which is an all female centric. The okay. Canaries from over the years are all going to be teaming up um, with a redemption arc for Black Canary. So. Um, you know, it's just, it's cool to see. We have, uh, Supergirl has, um, has Dreamer, which is, uh, the first transgender superhero to be That's, seen on screen. We're pretty progressive when it comes to CW, when it comes to that kind of issue. We really are. Um, you know, and, and, and it's great because everybody deserves to see that. I mean, Black Lightning's ended its run for the season, but I mean, that has a completely different tonal feel than the rest. And it's talking about real world issues all the time. Um, and you know, the African-American, you know, perspective, um, and him fighting for his community and not only as a superhero, but in his own home with his family and also as a principal and teacher in a school. I mean, it's just, you know, there are just so many different ways that people can, you don't need a cape, you know, to go out and fight every day to make a difference. And these characters kind of um, instilling people, I think that kind of drive. Okay, and I, that's why I think it's so important to see this kind of stuff. You know, you know, it can be hokey and it can be fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't need to be a heavy and ins- inspirational thing. No, but that's what I think people connect with and why they love to see these characters because it could be a skinny kid. You know, you don't need to be a gym rat, right? You know, to be a hero. Some of these people have amazing powers. But Ex- um, sorry, but Tuesdays, so seven o'clock flash. Um, that season finale. Uh, will be May 14th. They've been messing with the timeline all season long. They have uh, their daughter. Um, Excess has been kind of messing things up, and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Okay. Um, they've been battling Cicada all season, um, and now that's kind of flipped things on its head. Um, you know, I don't want to do too many spoilers if you're following along, but um, but that'll be good to see where this goes. And uh, that's followed up by one of our newest shows, Roswell's New Mexico, um, which is another reboot. 
uh, retake on an original uh, WB and UPN show. Right. Um, and that one is all about making contact. It's, you know, these, these aliens have landed um, mm-hmm. and have been living in Roswell. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Out there. So there's, there's different elements there. Um, and they all have powers as well because, you know, everyone has well, they're aliens. Powered. Yeah, yeah they're aliens. They, they have special powers. I'm it's telling cool. you, if I go to some other planet and I'm the alien there and I end up with bupkis, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. I'll be like, come on. <laughs> Where's my special power? Come on. Okay. My guest today is Brian Jendy. We're talking about the great prime up line, bright, great prime time lineup here on CW18. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Former District Attorney Laurel Lance is facing allegations of murder. We need to focus on finding her. I'm really sorry if you thought we had a friendship. It was all an act. Arrow. Monday at 8 on CWAT. She's our daughter. She lied to us. Since the first day she got here. This has everything from the day she arrived. Read it from the beginning. She must have felt completely alone. But she wasn't. Tuesday at 7 on CWAT. Here we go. Men trying to think like women. Name something that keeps you from strangling your husband. It's personality, your family, the death penalty. That's not a fair fight. <laughs> Dumb as a donut. That's a feud. In inches, how much cleavage does a woman show before it's too much? You said 22 inches of cleavage. <laughs> Whose grandmother is this? Watch Family Feud weeknights at 5 and 6 on CW18. Welcome back to Conversations with Carol Kane. My guest today, my co-worker, Brian Jendy. Very proud to have him here. We're talking about the primetime lineup on CW18. So we've gotten through Sunday, we've gotten through Monday, and we got through Tuesday. So let's let's wrap up the week. What do we got? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. All right. Wednesday, we have uh, the return of Riverdale on the 17th. Um, took a couple-week break here. Um, and, and that's exactly what it, you think it is, Riverdale. Go back to the old Archie. Well, <laughs> well. Okay. no, no, no. But I mean, if you think Riverdale, people immediately go to the Archie thing, right? Absolutely. You know, and then, and and it's loosely based. I'll give you that. But that's kind of the core, the core people, right? The characters. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, they're all the Archie comics characters. Um, little fun factoid: it's up for um, Sabrina, actually, which is hot on Netflix right now. Um, the Chilling Ventures of a Sabrina is actually a spinoff from the Riverdale world, another shared character. And the CW is working on developing uh, Katie Keene, um, which if that gets picked up for next season, um, Lucy Hale has the lead for that one. You might oh, remember her from Life sure, Sentence recently. Um, CW likes their people, so she's getting back in the mix. Um, and if that happens... Um, uh, Josie from uh, Josie and the Pussycats from Riverdale, she will be joining that show as well. Oh, okay, cool. Um, cool. So there'll be a little connection there, but that one's going to be kind of set in the future. They're going to be a little older, and it's going to be in New York in the fashion scene. So keep an eye out for that if that one gets picked up. Um, but yeah, Riverdale, you know, it is it is such a guilty pleasure, <laughs> but you can, it is you know, out there. <laughs> I'm telling you, you are so funny to watch when you talk about this. It's like a, you'd light it up like a Christmas tree, but that's great. I'm a total pa- CW nerd. I don't know. <laughs> you're passionate about it. Yeah. That, and that's great. That's well, perfect. Well, I appreciate it. I do get a lot of, uh, a lot of grief. Everybody kind of makes fun of me for it, but 
Um, but yeah, I, I do greatly enjoy it, and um, it's been so fun. Uh, if you've been watching Riverdale this season, um, if you're a One Tree Hill fan from uh, back in the day here, Chad Michael Murray just joined the show as the cult leader that they've been building to at the farm all season. And it's just weird because you like still seeing sure. Lucas Scott in him, but um, he apparently has a teenage daughter, you know, age daughter on the show and everything. Um, but he's bringing a, a new dynamic to it. But it's just so out there. These some of these storylines and the um, yeah. But it's popular. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Everybody loves it. Griffins and gargoyles, yeah. man. Every <laughs> Wednesday night on Riverdale lately. Um, but uh, that'll be back with originals um, on the seventeenth, and uh, Riverdale will be finaleing on May fifteenth. Um, so we've got the nice little home stretch here. Um, right out of that is Jane the Virgin which I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. Gina Rodriguez, Golden Globe winner, is back for the final season. And, you know, the premiere um, was a couple weeks ago, and she did, not only did she direct the episode, but she did a seven and a half minute monologue, one shot. Oh, wow. She did three takes, apparently, of this, but... Um, they did it in a one, a single shot, camera shot, and she just ranted for seven and a half minutes. Um, spoiler alert if you're not following the show, but um, her husband, who had died previously, was revealed to be back. But he is an amnesiac because of telenovelas, of course. And um, so he's playing a different take on his character okay. right now because he remembers nothing. But so this woman had, you know put him to rest you put your husband it's three years ago and all of a sudden he walks back in the door and you find out the guy's alive like what does that do to a person that's what we're exploring in the final run here okay um it's gonna be um a fun a fun season of jane the virgin um so that's wednesday nights at eight uh thursdays supernatural as we discussed the boys doing their final run um that one actually only has two episodes left um, for this season, uh, the 25th of April is going to be the season finale for Supernatural. Okay. They just kind of did a bad guy turn with one of their um, their besties. Um, he's kind of maybe up for grabs still. I wouldn't say full bad okay. on, but uh, losing a little part of his soul has led to a little bit of confusion as to right and wrong for Jack. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and they're obviously looking forward to a great final 15th okay. season next year. Um, right after that, we're very excited about our new show, which is completely different feel from everything else in the network. Um, right I'm now. really excited about this one because I've watched all the trailers. Yeah. And it's um, I have this odd connection with this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Do explain, Carol. <laughs> like, okay, she's. I know there was one tra- part of the trailer. Well, the whole premise is this: it's this blind girl, mm-hmm. and she's got this dog, and you constantly see her. She's a hard drinker. She let's let's just put it this way: she she embraces life to the fullest. Yes, and um, and I you know I was kind of whining. There was one one part where somebody said to her, "All she does is lay around, eat candy bars, and drink, or something like that." And I'm like. Okay. You're like, like living her best life. Yes. Is that, is, is that a bad thing? I don't know. But I mean, it really is an intriguing show. Yes. Um, and In the Dark is the name of the series. Yeah. Um, Perry Matfeld, who you might know from Shameless or Stitchers, um, is the lead. Um, and as Carol mentioned, she's, you know, a, a blind woman who has a chip on her shoulder. And um, she has one 
like true best friend in the world, and it's this young teenager that she meets out in her alley when she takes her snow, uh, smoke breaks, and they have a history. Kind of, they'll watch a show, and you'll kind of see why sure, they yeah. have this connection. But in the pilot, she finds what she thinks is his dead body um, in in the alley, and this is setting off her whole story. Is to go out. Um, by the time the police arrive, there's nothing there. She's how credible as a wit- of a witness is this blind woman and her guide dog. Mm-hmm. They're not really, bu- you know, listening right. to her much. So she's kind of like, I got to get my life together, get out there and figure this out. Okay. Um, the show is set in Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, they actually Locally. shoot in Toronto. Kind of. Spoiler alert. But sure. they mentioned Madison in the pilot a couple times. So I thought that was kind of funny. Okay. Um, so there might be some, you know, Wisconsin references going forward. But that's um, from executive producer Ben Stiller, actually. And uh, also. See, once again, validation. Yeah. I mean, it's all the trailers, if you've seen them, it has a very indie f- indie feel. Okay. Um, kind of to it. It's kind of quirky and a little offbeat. And I think people, if they give it a chance, are really going to fall in love okay. with uh, with Murphy and her friends. Okay. So that's In the Dark, uh, Wednesday nights at 8 after Supernatural. Give it a watch. Um, that's Thursday nights. Thursday nights. Right, right. Okay. Um, so then Fridays um, are kind of, we just actually ended Rachel Bloom, another Golden Globe winner for the network. Oh, um, Crazy, crazy Ex. Ex-Girlfriend. Um, that just ended its uh, four-season run. Um, with a great finale, um, the man four four seasons over 150 songs, original songs that they did on that show, um, so so out there. Um, but where else? Again, where else can you see this kind of stuff other than a network that lets creators create, create. and play? Right. Um, and they they wrapped it up with a great finale episode leading into a live concert event that they well they oh, live okay. to tape sure but they did some of the the musical numbers and everything at the orpheum theater and they are out there touring right now around the country oh fun um so yeah so it, it's you know a great finish to that show um but that was on fridays right now we're kind of in between things um but dynasty with original episodes uh returns on the 19th okay and that's going to go through uh, May 24th. Um, they're going to be recasting um, Alexis oh. uh, Carrington, who was played portrayed by Nicolette Sheridan until, spoiler alert, she just had her face put into a fire. Oh, well, um, that's you know, to, to lead put to the this. on stuff. Yeah, she had to leave the show due to family uh, emergency kind of reasons. Okay. So she's leaving, but uh, fans of the original series of Dynasty uh, might be interested to know that... Uh, Dominique Devereaux, who was a major player in the original CW, um, they've just cast their own for this version of Dynasty. Um, that's the estranged half sister of Blake. Oh, okay. Um, so she's going to be coming in and uh, okay. stirring things up as well later this season. So keep an eye out for that. Okay. Now let me ask you this because um, yeah, we're gonna we're running a little long on time and we want to kind of wrap this up. Um, where could people go? I mean, if they want to go to CW18Milwaukee.com, check out our website, they can te- check out all this stuff and find out yeah. all the scheduling and the programming and all that kind of stuff, right? Yep. Um, you can find all the latest information as to what's going on. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, CW18Milwaukee.com. Um, the schedules there, show information, all that is going to be there. Also, we do a lot of contesting. Um, so keep an eye out for that. You can win some prizes just for watching along with us on TV. Well, we actually, we also have something coming up too, because Family Feud is so big with us and we've got, we've got an opportunity for somebody to possibly get a trip to out 
to watch Family Feud being taped. Yeah. And who doesn't? You know, Steve Harvey's like one of our own superheroes. Exactly. And what, well, what's really cool, too, is that we've had um, the extreme luck of being one of the markets that they've come to do a couple casting calls at. So we've had families from the area competing on there. And now you can just go and check it out and see the production and just watch, um, right. just for watching and uh, and winning with us. So exactly. keep, stay tuned for that one. Exactly. But, um, for those who don't know, also, if you're looking to catch up on any of these series that we've been talking about. Yeah, I was going to ask um, you. At, uh, their deal right now is that during the season, um, if you miss it, hopefully you're watching live with us. Um, if you don't, uh, the CW app has the five most recent airings. Okay, good to know. Um, that are yep. on there. So it sometimes falls out of order when you get into the middle of the season because it's not going to be numerical alerts, whatever they aired last. So once they, if a couple repeats fall in there, it's going to be out of order. But if you start it at the start of the season, okay, the five most recent are always up. Okay. Um, after that. Um, right now, shows like All American and Legacies um, just had its finale as well. Um, two of our freshman shows. Eight days after any of our show's finale, the uh, they go to Netflix. Oh, okay. So if you want to go watch the entire catalog, get caught up, and see all the episodes of the current seasons, eight days after okay. any of these shows' finale, go look for it on Netflix but and then, get caught up. Yeah, but then watch them live with us. Exactly. Get caught up over the summer yep. and be ready to watch Exactly. All, all season long. All season long. Okay, so CW18Milwaukee.com. Yep. And also check out the app. And for all the latest news, follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. We're right. at CW18Milwaukee. And I'm going to throw out a shameless plug for Carol as well, at <laughs> CW18Carol. Um, so ch- check us out. Follow us for all the great stuff we got going on because, you know, we're covering events we're doing giveaways, right. you know, we're going to be a big part of Summerfest this summer and everything else. So um, not just shows, but we're out in the community and uh, want to talk to all of you guys. Right. We're out there. So come and say hey, right? Most definitely. Oh, Brian, how fun. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's been such a treat. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for uh, letting me nerd out with you for a little bit. And <laughs> hey, if any of you guys ever want to talk, you know, anybody out there listening, want to talk about these shows or have questions, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, any of that um brian's very interactive he'll get right back to you always happy to talk to you guys so (laughs) brian jendy from cw18 milwaukee thank you so much for joining us and talking about all the great prime time stuff on cw18 we dare to defy on cw18 baby exactly okay brian jendy thank you so much for joining me and thank you everyone out there for listening to conversations with carol kane Hi there, this is Carol Kane. I want to invite you to check out my new podcast called Conversations with Carol Kane. You can listen at CW18Milwaukee.com or on iTunes or SoundCloud. Make sure to subscribe. Brian asks you to. Enjoy. Talk to you soon.